0: Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report, dated July 30th, 2021. I'm Phil Adler. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note got a lot of attention earlier this year as inflation fears rose, and the yield rose as well. But since March, the yield on the 10-year has declined quite a bit in spite of evidence of inflation, like the most recent consumer price index, which rose 5.4% in the year through June, the fastest rate in 13 years. So why have bond yields been falling and where will they head next? Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Theron-Hernandez joins us today to address these questions. First of all, Patrick, could you review how bonds historically behave when inflation expectations are rising? First, thanks for having me on the program, Phil. In answer to
1: your question, over time, rising inflation expectations have been associated with falling bond prices and rising bond yields, although the impact on bonds can take up to a year and a half to really play out. Of course, other factors can also impact the bond market, but there does seem to be a clear positive correlation between inflation expectations and bond yields.
0: And let's review how bonds have behaved so far this year. Well, as inflation rates increased this year and as some measures
1: of inflation expectations rose, bond prices fell and and yields rose. The jump in yields was especially dramatic in the first quarter. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note jumped from 0.92% at the end of 2020 to an intraday high of more than 1.75% in late March. Since then, bond buying has gradually strengthened again and yields trended downward throughout the second quarter. But even so, the 10-year Treasury yield remains higher than it was at the beginning of the year.
0: But why did bond yields start falling back in the second quarter? Is, is the bond market convinced that inflation is temporary and, and the economy is not all that strong?
1: Well, it looks like many investors think the Fed will eventually tighten monetary policy just enough to smoothly bring down today's high inflation rate. A less benign view among other investors is that the Fed might tighten policy too soon or too quickly. Those investors are worried about a policy mistake that could trip up the economic recovery and produce another recession. Still, other investors think longstanding structural factors such as globalization and population aging will eventually reassert themselves and push down growth and inflation to the levels seen before the
0: coronavirus pandemic. Do you think new concerns about the coronavirus have had an impact on bond yields? Yes, that does seem to be one concern.
1: I tend to think of that as a concern about long-lasting structural impediments to economic growth and corporate pricing power. If the Delta variant of the coronavirus keeps spreading and puts a damper on the economy, many investors want to be in safety assets such as bonds.
0: You mentioned that some investors worry the Federal Reserve might act too quickly to pull back on stimulus and tighten its policy. Is this concern warranted, in your view? Yes, many investors still have a concern
1: about that, even though Chairman Powell continues to insist that the Fed won't tighten policy anytime soon. And to a significant extent, there is something to that concern. After all, it looks like Powell has lost control over some of the other policymakers on the board who are more concerned about inflation and want to tighten policy sooner rather than later. We don't think those hawks will be able to change Powell's course, but we do think we may be going into a period where we'll see loss of dissent to the Fed's loose policy decisions, and that alone could rattle the bond market and drive yields higher.
0: I've read one argument that since banks are flush with cash, they need to find a place to put it, and the resulting demand for treasuries is a drag on yields. What do you think?
1: Well, because of the huge amount of liquidity that the Fed has pumped into the financial system over the last year, there's actually a lot of different institutional investors and non-financial corporations that have excess cash and need to put it to work. Much of that cash is probably being channeled to short term obligations rather than longer term obligations benchmarked off the 10 year Treasury. Nevertheless, there is indeed a large amount of cash in the economy that needs to find a home, and part of it is being used to buy up Treasury obligations, which in turn pushes down bond yields.
0: Patrick, when you project where bond yields might be headed next, what data do you find most useful? One of our key forecasting tools is a bond model that
1: estimates the proper yield on the 10-year treasury note based on a range of economic and financial variables. The most important variables are the Fed's benchmark Fed funds interest rate and a proxy for inflation expectations, which is the 15-year average of the yearly change in the consumer price index. Other variables in our model include the yen dollar exchange rate, oil prices, German bond yields, and the U.S. fiscal deficit scaled to gross domestic product. We think this model gives us a pretty good idea of where the 10-year Treasury yield should be at any given time.
0: So does recent evidence increase your expectations that inflation will stay higher for longer than you might have previously anticipated and bond yields will eventually recognize this? We do think there is a risk that inflation
1: could remain elevated compared with the low levels seen before the pandemic, even if the Fed stepped in and tightened policy as planned. We don't foresee anything like the super high inflation of the 1970s, but even inflation in the range of, say, 2.5% to 3.5% would feel noticeably higher than the levels below 2% that we consistently saw in recent years. Bonds right now are expensive. And if investors start to focus on the possibility of even modestly a higher inflation, they could sell off some of their bond holdings and drive yields higher toward the fair value level in our model.
0: And what is fair value for the 10-year treasury according to the Confluence Investment Management Model?
1: Currently, our model suggests the 10-year Treasury yield should be slightly north of 1.65%
0: versus roughly one25 to 1.3% today. Can you project where and when bond yields might top out? Even if the 10-year yield overshot our
1: fair value, we suspect it might top out in the range of, say, 1.9% to 2%. In recent years, that's about the level where investors were drawn back into the market and yields got capped.
0: And could you review how recent evidence has caused Confluence Investment Management to change bond weightings in your asset allocation models? Well, not only has the
1: utility of long bonds been eroded due to the rally in the second quarter and in the third quarter to date, but the potential pressure on yields accruing from economic growth moving from a recovery into potential expansion yokes our, our total return expectations for bonds, especially beyond the seven-year maturity range. Accordingly, in our strategies with income as a component, we've aggressively moved out of long bonds and have dramatically shortened our average durations.
0: Patrick, it's it's been an upward battle in recent years for the conservative investor searching for yield. What's your advice for that investor? We sympathize with the conservative
1: investors looking for yield, but we're also concerned about risks in the higher yielding assets that are, that they've been flocking to. For example, yield spreads for corporate investment grade and speculative bonds have tightened, leaving little room for improvement and raising the risk of normalization at some point. Therefore, in this quarter's rebalancing, we've adopted heavier weightings to treasuries, and agency mortgage-backed securities. While mortgage-backed securities carry extension risk and could also be heard if the Fed unwinds some of its MBS positioning on its balance sheet, we view these as being compensated by the spreads widening close to historic levels.
0: Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. And this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.